All right, and the altercation, Baylor and BYU. It all comes down tomorrow, so why not have the pigskin preacher give us a complete rundown of this game? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome into Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Inside the Bears, along with Scotty Swingler, the pigskin preacher. Scotty, it's Baylor, it's BYU, it all comes down tomorrow. But first, the Queen's dead, man. Rest in peace, man. I know it's tough for our friends across the pond, but she had a long run, man. It was a it was a good thing. So gone too Big soon, news. if you ask me. 96 years old. Wild wow. stuff coming wow. out of the last couple Super days. Cool. Speaking of wild, we are getting wildly close to 1,000 subscribers. So if you out there listening, uh, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. That'd be really cool. I would appreciate it as we go into this weekend. Scotty, last week's sermon about the Albany Great Danes was impeccable as always. However, there wasn't much to preach upon. You know, there was. it's just, it's Albany. This week, though, the BYU Cougars, Church of the Latter-day Saints, That's the right. Baylor Bears, the Alter, Altercation. Also, Childers dropped this week. Big week. Big week. <laughs> Scotty, what do you foresee? My ADHD is gone today. What do you foresee in this matchup at midnight in Provo, Utah? Well, Drake, I wrote a sermon about this, if I may. Um, As you know, this week the Baylor Bears head to beautiful Provo, Utah to play the BYU Cougars. I want to open this message by encouraging Baylor fans who are headed to Provo to enjoy your time. Never been to Provo myself, and I'm not going to make it this weekend, but I love the state of Utah. It's a beautiful place with great skiing in the winters, gorgeous jeeping and hiking in the summers, Zion and Bryce Canyon, of my favorite national parks. It's a lovely place. It's no wonder it's become the geographical center of the Mormon religiously. It's one of the faces in the new Big 12 that I find more captivating and appealing than Central Texas. Last week, as we prepared for game day, I used an Old Testament text. So today I want to investigate a letter from the New Testament. If you'll join me in Romans 12, Romans chapter 12, and second, I'll begin reading in verse 9. Romans 12 is one of the more famous passages in our scriptures, and I think it's just the word the Baylor Bears need going into Provo this weekend. Romans 12, I'm reading from the NIV. Paul writes in verse 9, love must be sincere. Eat what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. There's a lot of really good instruction in here that I think the essential to this brand new college football rivalry going forward. For one thing, I want to encourage Baylor fans to continue showing love and hospitality to our latter-day Saints brothers and sisters who they might encounter this weekend. One of the special things about this matchup is how seriously both schools take their faiths. Well, at least when they're in a football stadium and not courtside at a at a volleyball match. But I want to make sure that our two fan bases continue showing God's love to one another. Now, Germans are famously very good at showing hospitality, and I expect nice nothing people. less tomorrow. 
Let's make sure Baylor fans do the same in return. But there are three other things here that I want to harp in on for Baylor fans. First, Paul says, never be lacking in zeal. Now, there's something else. I saw BYU fans do really well at McLean Stadium last year. Those folks are nice, but gosh, they nearly out-yelled Baylor fans in Waco. Yeah. Let's return 100%. the favor in kind. If you are going to be in Lavelle St- Edwards Stadium tomorrow, you better lose your voice for this team. This is the biggest college football game of the weekend. And gosh darn it, if Mormons are already outdoing most Baptists in church attendance, devotion to God, kindness, hospitality, and evangelism, let's at least outdo them in yelling for our team. Second, Paul says, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Now, as Baptists, we believe in soul competency, and we are not in the business of hating our brothers and sisters of another religious persuasion. However, let's talk about a few things a few evil things that have come up about this situation, Drake. First, a 9.30 p.m. Central kickoff? Horrendous. That's Blasphemous. evil. Baylor is a family-friendly school, Drake. Ain't no Waco parents keeping their kid up 1 a.m. to watch this game. Scotty, That's just you evil. Know, BYU can't play on Sundays. If this game goes to overtime, we're done. That's it. Call it off. Are you serious? I... I <laughs> They can't play on Sundays. Like that's a whole rule. That, okay. Okay, that's incredible. Okay. I what what happens? I don't I genuinely don't know. <laughs> but like this game is dangerously teetering the line does of that, like does that mean they forfeit? I mean, hold what on. What a weird twist. Kalani Sataki, they'll all have to be like that's the Bible. Okay, well, what a what a twist. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> That's evil. Late kickoff. Evil. Uh, second, both ESPN College Game Day and Fox Sports Big Noon Kickoff have chosen to broadcast from Austin tomorrow rather than Provo. That is the definition of evil. You can hate that. Right. That's inexcusable negligence from the two leading sport networks. And third, a Baylor football loss in the second game of a playoff-bound season would be downright evil. We don't have to hate our opponent, but we can't hate to lose. And I got to tell you, no one knows how this game is going to go. I'm not even sure that the seeing zones of Urim and Thuman could tell us who is going to win this football game. Let's focus our energy on our Bears so they may win. And third and last, Drake, because I am a Baptist preacher, there are three points. Paul says, honor one another above yourselves. The ESV translation actually reads, outdo one another in showing honor. I love that sentence. Outdo one another. I already alluded to this today, but I want to see our Bears outdo the Cougars. Yeah. Not only in showing respect and honor, but also in every aspect on the football field. We need to outdo BYU in the passing game. Both teams have a lot of talent on the field. We need to outdo them in the offensive and defensive fronts using our studded line to our advantage we need to outdo them in the turnover game i'd like to see the bears force three turnovers silence the cougar faithful and lastly we need to outdo them in effort if this isn't an a plus effort game from our bears i don't have a lot of confidence whether victory will be ours but as verse 12 says joyful hopeful patient and faithful to pray 
I must admit to you, I hope I'm not praying into the fourth quarter of this game. That usually means things aren't going well. But if I am, I will hold on to my joy and my hope that this is the Baylor football team that will take us to the promised land. Not of Utah. Not Salt Lake City. But of the college football playoff. Sick Bears. Wow, Scotty. As always. I've actually, fun aside, I've turned, <laughs> I turned, uh, no, I, I have noise cancellation on on my microphone, so it barely picks up clapping anymore. <laughs> or like, I we hired a cleaning lady, uh, because our house of eight guys, we can't keep clean, so you can't hear the vacuum that's flying in that living room right now. Uh, those are all fun <laughs> asides to uh, what takes place in Provo, Utah this weekend, because Scotty, impeccable stuff as always, and to pull that from scripture too. I mean, you can't. You can't really argue with that. That is just hey, it's plain. It's good, right there for you. Good object lesson for for friends listening who be religious. Drake, here's the secret: you can make scripture say anything you want to. What? It's kind of it's kind of wild. So you have to be careful. You have to be careful. <laughs> not what Jim yeah, Jones yeah. did. Man, would, I'm not. But you never yeah. know. Yeah, you're not Jim Jones. Or David There's some Crash. other churches in Waco that might be, but I'll keep those names to myself. Or Warren Jeffs. That's applicable this week. <laughs> yeah. You seen that Netflix documentary yet? Yes. Yes. Wild sauce. Be sweet. Be crazy. It happened in Texas, too. Uh, Scotty, before we get into a deep dive, deeper dive of the the tangibles on the field this week, I'll tell the folks at home about betonline.net. This week and today's show's sponsor, betonline.net, is the number one source for all your pro college football betting needs and sports info this season. If you remember a couple of days ago where I read on my, my reader to host insert experience here, I'm not going to do it today because it asks me to do the same. But I will actually insert my real experience I I've used betonline.net since starting at at Locked On uh, to look at a lot of lines and stuff. We'll use it today to look at lines over the course of this weekend and the big games that go on uh, in the third segment of the show. So BetOnline's great for that, even if you're not a sports better or, or somebody that that wagers. Uh, you got great podcasts that are there, developments and all these games and breaking news. You got MLB that's going on, esports, uh, MMA, boxing, golf. Head to the website today, betonline.net. Use your mobile device to do it too. It's pretty easy at betonline.net. Scotty Swingler, the pigskin preacher. Uh, big week across the board this week. Uh, Baylor BYU has taken like six on the totem pole because apparently Texas, Alabama's bigger. The Queen died. Tyler Childers, Coulter Wall is in studio. Zach Bryan released some stuff. There's just some nuts things going on in our world. Um, Jesus, come back ASAP. This weekend's game, I, I have been told that Baylor and BYU are closer in competition from an athleticism standpoint this year that BYU got bigger, faster, stronger in the offseason. But I'm still not convinced that, especially after last week's game where it felt like the D-line, the O-line were a little laggy, that those guys won't be absolutely ready to eat other human beings, even at 4,000-foot altitude. I hope you're right. And and you pointed out, man, they've got to play better than they did last week. And and it's easy to see the scoreboard last week and think, oh, everything was fine. And it was mostly great. Um, but there were some moments that you you scratch your head. A couple failed fourth down RPGs, you know, basically take advantage of all those moments. And and here's the deal like BYU is a, a top twenty five program now yeah. for a reason. I don't that's not a fluke. Like they have built themselves to this point just as Baylor has. And yeah. I don't think this is going to be an easy place to play. I mentioned this on another 
Texas. This is going to be one of those places that I look at similar to Morgantown or Ames, where it's like, even when the team maybe is not up to snuff with us, I just don't want to play there because yeah. it's going to be a tough environment. Um, it's going to be a fun game, man. I still think it's the biggest game of the weekend. Yeah, it's it's got to be not only a top 25 matchup, but a future Big 12 matchup. You've got Kalani Sataki and Dave Aranda, who are both really close friends. Aranda mentioned that in the press conference, as did Sataki and Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos literally came from BYU. So if there's anybody that knows this program really well, it's them. And if there's anybody that knows Jeff Grimes really well, it's Kalani Sataki and his staff for the Cougars. So you've got so many storylines that play together in this weekend's game. Uh, the big one that I'm looking at, though, is, is Blake Shapin. This is... Not the first big game Blake Shapin has played in, obviously. It's not the first hostile road game that he's played in. He played at Kansas State last year where Kansas State was favored in that game by three and Baylor ended up winning thanks to his arm after Gary Bohannon got injured. However, it's the first game with him as a starting quarterback that if anybody's going to lead Baylor to the playoff, it's got to be Blake Shapin in an environment that is past hostile. Kansas State was rowdy, but this is pretty much in the apex of college football games when you're playing again at altitude with this level of, of fandom. I'm I, I put this game not on the back of some random third string corner. Who's going to come in and make a big play. I think this game squarely goes where Blake Shapin goes. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I want to give him credit too, because I actually think the most hostile environment he might've played in was in that big 12 championship game. For those that went, I was there. Um, those Oklahoma State fans came and were loud. I mean, indoors, yeah. that was pretty that was pretty up there in terms of, of loud, hostile kind of kind of places. Um, you know, Drake, funny moment last week because um I was being, I think, a little hypercritical of Blake's play. There were a couple wow. throws that weren't quite just spot on on target. Um, I hated watching him not slide and take it near the goal line. I, I kind of panicked for just a moment. I'm sure several did, but then I looked down at the stat sheet and I thought to myself, ah, oh, man, I-, I was even thinking at one point, how foolish was this? I was like, man, that quarterback looks like he might be, um, just as talented as Blake Shapin. That's crazy. And then I looked at the stat sheet and I went, wait, 17 for 20. Yeah. Wow. Like, like a game where I thought he did not look sharp, particularly he went 17 for 20 and it just goes to show how good this offense is. Um, even at a base didn't show us anything this past offensively. It was just running your base, simple stuff. What is Grimey going to pull out? Um, where where are we going to see some uh, some innovation? I think there's going to be a couple plays that just look really wild and cool to give Blake an opportunity to shine with talent, man. And there's no doubt um, that dude's got a cannon, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch in Provo. But you're right, his poise will be big in this game, and I think that's an attribute. That is to his credit. So how does this play out? Start to finish. Does Baylor win? Final score? Uh, do they trail at half? What do you foresee in Provo on Saturday? You know, a lot of people take pride in like sticking by their prediction, right? And so I'll be honest, on a on another podcast called Please Bear With Me, uh, I predicted a couple weeks ago that this would be a, a loss. Um, I don't like that it's on the road. I don't like that it's so early and that we've only played an opponent like Albany leading up to it. There's a lot of things working against Baylor in this one. Um, however, I know there's some question marks around some talented BYU receivers going into this weekend. That's huge because I thought the secondary was probably – the most shaky thing I saw this past Saturday. Um, 
you know, and, and I'm just, I feel better this week than I did three weeks ago, Drake. So I think it's going to be tight. Um, I think Baylor's going to find a way to pull it off. Let's, let's say, Oh, I texted my buddies. What did I say? I think like 38 one somewhere in that ballpark, um, touchdown or less kind of a victory, but it's going to be a good one. Scotty. I am of the school of thought in the same school of thought, actually, because weeks ago, people will remember that I had this as an automatic loss for Baylor. No getting around it. The Baylor Bears are going to lose in Provo, Utah, because BYU, not only are they a really solid program, but they're at home. Right. Scotty, I've done a lot of prayer, a lot of soul searching, and I have have decided after weeks and weeks of thinking about this game and weeks and weeks. That, you ready? Give me that bear head. Baylor wins it. Ah. Robo. Twenty-eight, <laughs> twenty-four. Yes. Drake, that you got Lee it. Corso on the show. Yep, he's wow. right here, and he Lee is. Corso. Yeah, he's kids a lot more fluent than he used to be too. Uh, give me that bear head. Baylor twenty-eight, BYU twenty-four. I know I've said it's going to be a loss in this show, but Gunnar Romney, Puka Nakua are both out, so I'm going the Baylor Bears. And uh, man, well done, <laughs> sir. I'll freak I out the young viewers going, at home. Did I lose his video feed? What's going on? That was awesome. Yeah, you did. For people awesome. that are listening on Spotify, you just missed a great one. Uh, but the ones that are listening on YouTube, you got the whole effect. Scotty Swingler, thanks for joining the show today, as always, and bringing in your, your pigskin preacher-esque insight, because I think it's going to be a great game in Utah, and I'm glad that the altercation, I love that. I love that. Oh, it's so good. And I love, I still, I don't know if I'm the only one, Drake, I still love Baylor TCU, the rivalry, which if yeah. you go to Wikipedia, is also still the name of the rivalry. That's also killer. So this is fun, man. Oh, that's great. Scotty, thanks again, as always. Appreciate you. You guys go follow Scotty at Pigskin Preacher. The Preacher Pigskin is a great follow on social media and on Twitter especially. (laughs) That bearhead does not smell good. I don't think I've ever told the story. For those who are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from, uh, I have a bearhead that sits beside me on every show. It sits right here. Uh, It was actually nabbed from a Baylor game where one of the mascots left it. I don't know if it's Chamber or who the cheer team or somebody at the mascots left their mascot head out. And so... Uh, a guy 10 years ago nabbed it and somehow or another it found its way to my bedroom. And so it sits here as a shining piece of memorabilia on uh, on the show every week. This week in college football, though, I want to go through some scores and big games across the country and give a couple of predictions for our folks out there that like to wager a little bit or another. Alabama at Texas, 65 point. Over under right now with Alabama favored by 20. Bama goes into Texas, and I actually am of the school of thought. An 11 a.m. game. I think Texas does keep this close in the first half. They're probably down by seven or 10 at halftime. You start to think, oh, what are the odds that Texas not is back, but they at least give Alabama a run for their money? However, Bama, as they usually do, runs away with this one in the end and wins it by, I think they cover 22. I see them winning by 21 or more points. Some of the other big games, my University of Arkansas Razorbacks, you didn't know I grew up in Volonia, Arkansas, in the heart of the state, rooting for the Hogs until Baylor became my dream school. They get South Carolina in Fayetteville. The line on that one is Arkansas by eight over under of 53 as well. Give me the Hogs with a win at home, but I'm not sure if they cover, so I'm laying off of that guy over under 53. Arkansas had a fairly low scoring, fairly low scoring game against Cincinnati. I thought, especially early, it'd be a little higher. 
in, in that scoring category. So give me over 53 for those guys this week. Wake Forest, Vanderbilt at Vanderbilt. Wake minus 12 and a half point favorites. I don't know if you watched the Vandy against Hawaii game. Complete blowout. Vandy looked really well put together. And I'm going to give Vanderbilt the nod not to win, but at least at home against number 23 team in the country to cover 12 and a half. May buy a, a hook or two or three, pull it to plus 14. But I like Vanderbilt to at least compete in that one. Some other fun matchups going on this week. Notre Dame favored by 20 and a half at home against Marshall. I am hammering that puppy over under a 51. I think they blow, uh, I don't think they blow out this game necessarily, but they at least bring the offense out after a tough loss to Ohio State. So I'm going over 51 and Notre Dame to cover 21 and a half in that one. App State and A&M. A&M 19-point favorites at home, over under 54. I don't know if you saw the App State game last week. It was impeccable. Uh, these guys, well, impeccable-ish for a while. Against North Carolina, I've got, uh, or what? No? App State played somebody big. Virginia Tech? Never mind. Uh, give me A&M to win the game at least, over four, 54 as well. Tennessee and Pittsburgh, the only other ranked game on the slate this week. Tennessee favored by six. It's at Pitt, too. I'm going to give Tennessee the win, over under 67. Give me the under in this one. I think the defense comes out a little bit more for both of these squads. Uh, Houston and Texas Tech. Texas Tech, wild. Favored by three and a half at home against number 25 and ranked Houston. I am going a little crazy here and taking Texas Tech. I think they cover at home. I think they cover three and a half. I like Joe McGuire in this game. I think they beat Houston for the second year in a row. It's going to shock a lot of people, but I just don't think that Houston's up to the caliber of the Big 12 yet. Another really fun Big 12, future Big 12 matchup, though, going on this week. Also, uh, I lied to you. There's another ranked game I'd forgotten about. Kentucky and Florida, number 20. Kentucky at number 12, Florida. This has been such a fun matchup to keep an eye on the last couple of years as well. As Kentucky has started to climb back, they're not even close in the all-time in the all-time wins column against Florida. But at the same time, these matchups have at least been better. I think this one kind of follows suit. Florida's a six-point favorite. I'm going to go Kentucky plus six. I don't know if they win, but I see them losing by a field goal, losing by four, over under 52 and a half. I'll lay off of, but an intriguing matchup in that one. USC favored by eight and a half at Stanford. Give me them Trojans, whatever this is. J.D. Pacal knows it. It's where you do like a, it's not, is that the Horn Frog thing? Or is, the, is this a peace sign? They do something like that for USC. So I don't know. Give me USC in that one. Oklahoma State at home against Arizona State. 12 and a half point favorites. Hammer time. Love, love Oklahoma State in this matchup. Arizona State, in my opinion, is just not that good at football. And then the big matchup, the biggest matchup of the week this week, Baylor and BYU at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. You heard Scotty Swingler give his prediction. You heard my final score, but how do we get there? This game from jump, Baylor's going to struggle. I don't know if you watched the China Spring High School Cougars play a football game last week. They got down 20 to nothing six minutes into that ball game. And they ended up winning 42 to 41. Do I think Baylor gets down by 20? No, not necessarily. But at the same time, I do believe that Baylor is down or at least struggles early with a rowdy environment at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. In the end, though, they make a late comeback and find a way, even on the last drive, to either hold BYU or score a touchdown themselves to win this ballgame. I think it's close the whole way. And then you hit that midnight point where it's like, oh my gosh, it's just late at this point. Somebody do something. It's going to be a super entertaining, but not that, not quite shootout game with a final score of 28 to 24. Number nine, Baylor over number 21, BYU, because wide receiver Puka Nakua 
and wide receiver Gunnar Romney are both ruled as questionable right now. And the odds that both of them play, I talked to some BYU insiders, are just not great. Those are two really key pieces to BYU's receiving core. And if you lose them on your offense, you lose a lot. So with that production gone, I'm going to give Baylor the nod this week. If they lose in Provo by 10, if they lose in Provo by 7 or 3, I won't be shocked. This is a good BYU team. I do think they have grown after the Baylor loss last year, making Baylor kind of the standard for where their program wants to be so that they come out on Saturday and really hammer the Bears in the mouth early on because they're going to be charged up for this one. Not to say Baylor isn't going to be, but BYU at home has more of that hype going for themselves, and I think they at least get up early, and if they win it, I won't be shocked. I still think Baylor, though, has that caliber athlete is just a little bit better, just far enough to make this a Baylor victory in Provo, Utah. But again, if they lose it, I won't be shocked. It's going to be a fun one. If you're going to Utah, I will be there. Cam Stewart, who's a uh, a frequent on the show, will also be there. Come say hey to us. We'd love to hang out and get non-alcoholic drinks because that's what Provo offers. A line on the game. Minus three BYU. So I am going to take the Baylor money line, the over under 53 and a half. I told you 28, 24, that is 52. So I am laying off the over under, but if I had to pick anything, I would go over that score of 38, 24 went over last season. So I would go over in this one. And I've seen a lot of big sports books like Barstool has come out and said that they're taking the over. That's kind of the over of the week for a lot of folks. And I get the value that's there with that as well. But going to be a fun weekend slate of games again this weekend. Uh, if you're following along, betonline.net is a great place to go and legally sports wager if you're over 21 or in a state where it is legal. Um, I myself found a way to finagle some uh, Monopoly money via sports games last weekend uh and not to say that it's something you could do for profit or that it's wildly profitable but especially these early games you can catch a line you really like or ones that vegas overlooks like last week baylor oh minus 42 lock in my book baylor over under 45 also a lock they were going to score that themselves so i parlayed that together and you put 50 dollars on those two things to win 130 hypothetically goes really well for the home team. Doesn't happen every week, but you find those lines in the book and, and they work out okay for you. So that's a slate on Saturday. Excited for that and excited to be in Provo, Utah. Oh, come on. Baylor football is all the way back. They were halfway back last week against Albany. This is Baylor football. This is the difference between 8-4 and four and 11-1 and one or 12-0. and oh. This game. If Baylor loses this game... Your playoff hopes are really, really slim at that point. Yeah, you can go 11-1, 12-1, whatever, and go to the playoffs still. But after losing the second game of the season, everything's stacked against you, especially momentum in an away conference slate the majority of the year. So Baylor winning this one is a huge key to going to the playoff. Even if they lose, they're still a top 15 team, in my opinion, at least top 20. But just, if you're going to Provo, Every last bit of yelling that you can give in this ballgame is going to be super, super key because Baylor winning this game could be the catalyst to the greatest football season in school history. They've got the boys up front to do it. The secondary came along last week. Blake Shapin has that potential and that high of a ceiling. Let's see if it happens. I'm Drake Toll. That was Scotty Swingler, the pigskin preacher who joined us earlier. Come back on Monday. We will have all things recapped from the Baylor-BYU game. Follow along on Twitter at Inside the Bears, at Inside the Bears. 
powered by Sports Illustrated on Saturday throughout the game for live in-game updates or InsideTheBears.com at SI.com for everything Baylor throughout this matchup. It's going to be a big one. Oh, I just, I'm getting chills thinking about it. This has been. We'll see you on Monday after a Baylor win. Locked on. Subscribe. Baylor. Baylor.